wrestling fans, I'm Chuck Mambo, darliest wrestler in the world, one half of heavy, the M, and you are watching to, or listening to, Stop the Damn Match. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Stop the Damn Match, episode 15. Uh, this is Daz. This is Marcel from Germany. And this week we are speaking about probably Marcel's biggest passion in wrestling and the thing he knows more about than anything, world championship wrestling. Yeah, that's true. So Marcel, what... what got you into WCW? What? When did you become a fan? Oh, uh, I believe when I was eight years old. It was uh, a big program in Germany and um, it was in Germany the wrestling show who was longer than uh, WWE. You have seen the whole show and not a, um, and not a, a, a best of show like like Raw in Germany was. So who who in when you were an, a fan in the when you were eight years old? Who was who was your guy? Who was who's your favorite WCW guy? Sting. And what ma- what drew you to Sting? What made you become a fan? His outfit, his uh, his way, like like he act. He was so mysterious and. Uh, he was also good on a mic, and he was a great professional wrestler. Perfect for an eight years old kid in my eyes. Who who, who were the bigger who were the big names at that point in WCW? Oh, when I was eight, it was uh, it's a shame, but um, Lex Luger, yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, Kurt Henning. Diamond Dallas Page, Goldberg, The Giant, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. The Nature Boy. The Nature Boy, Steve Mongo, McMichael. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I forget. He is a commentator. He was, he was a commentator in the, in the mid-90s, wasn't he? He was everything in WCW, but he was never good. <laughs> <laughs> so, what... Were the horsemen a big thing when you began watching WCW? Mm, yeah. And what it was the time when uh, Ric Flair was back with the horsemen and with Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko and also Mongo McMichael. <laughs> so what I th- they have also three great names and then one person who don't must become a horseman. I, do you think they did that because they thought he was a popular name in American football? They thought people will watch if we say Steve Mongo McMichael is in the Horseman. Yeah, like I, I mean that Twitter account explains everything you need to know about Steve Mongo McMichael. <sighs> so many mistakes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you can't give. 
give him the guilt for his career because I think he was putting on the wrestling scene and he don't know everything about it. No. He was thrown in at the deep end kind of thing. Yeah. But I think, to me, when I was at WCW, when I watched WCW, the big thing that caught my attention was the cruiserweights. Oh, yeah. It was so... The whole mid-card. Yes. The whole mid-card. So so different to anything WWF was shown at the time. Yeah, WWF had this uh, big storylines. Yep. And um, WCW had the uh, best ring product. It was, I think that because they brought stars from all around the world, you got to see all the different styles of wrestling that you'd never seen before. Yeah, you have seen uh, before the Monday Night was only a uh, American product. Yep. So now you got um, three hours of WCW Monday Nitro with uh, people from the UK or Scotland or Ireland like uh, Fit Finley, William Regal, and uh, also a German guy like Alex Wright yep. or uh, Latinos like Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero and Japanese people. And yeah, it was a big, it, it was a best off show from maybe the best wrestling what you can see on this time definitely and and some of the names that went on to become big big stars in pro wrestling started off in the mid card and in the cruiserweights of wcw so i think without that we wouldn't have some of these names that we have today indeed yeah chris jericho is the best example for it oh yeah and he was, and he was not. He started off hot in WCW, but I think at the end he was kind of like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Yeah, because um, the cruiserweights, there was a, a invisible um, edge, yeah, and you can't break through about it. Like uh, that was the reason that people like Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn becomes never the biggest stars of the company but it would be so important for WCW to make uh, Chris Jericho Guerrero Dean Malenko and Benoit to the next big thing and bringing the WCW in the millennium yep. who knows if they'd done that maybe they'd still be a promotion today if they'd used that young talent <sighs> I don't know. They want to uh, restart it with the pay-per-view, uh, the Big Bang. Yeah. But um, Vince has bought only for a ridiculous uh, two millions the whole um, video rights and the whole trademarks from AOL Time Warner at this time. And I believe the only person from the WCW who wanted to start it was Eric Bischoff and I don't believe that Eric Bischoff had made uh, from the mid-carder from but, uh, big yeah, names. I don't think there was that trust with him. Maybe he would bring back uh, Hulk Hogan versus the Disciple versus Macho Man Randy Savage and uh, it, yeah, it, and not Booker T versus Chris yeah. Benoit or uh, it, it, yeah, it, they weren't putting out wrestling that wrestling fans wanted to see anymore. Yeah, the best thing on WCW was uh, they had maybe awful storylines yeah. and uh, awful gimmicks, but they had the 
Till 2000 the better yeah, ring product. Because and one one thing that uh, WCW was so um, so successful wasn't only the big names in my eyes. It was also you had a, a absolutely different product from WWF. Yeah. WWF was a showcase, a TV series maybe, and uh, WCW was more sport based. Yeah, and I think it all went downhill when Vince Russo tried to be WWF style with the like Jerry Springer style storylines and stuff, and that wasn't what WCW fans watch WCW for it, it was the mid-card guys the cruiserweight the wrestling not this Viagra on a fucking pole and all this shit yeah it was um, one good thing was that uh, Booker T became world heavyweight yep. champion but um, the reason why Vince Russo was so successful in the WWF was that Vince McMahon has uh, said maybe to 90% of his ideas, no, I, we don't doing yeah. this. So only 10% from Vince Russo's ideas became so, uh, became part of the Raw or SmackDown shows. Right. And then WCW, uh, he had the 100% control of the, um, of the whole product. And that's what, that's what, broke WCW in a way, didn't they? It killed WCW. Yeah, but they had also the best ratings at this time on the uh, TBS. Yeah, did, yeah. But I think... But it wasn't good no, enough. It's yeah. crazy to think that only a few years before this, they were the best product, best ratings in wrestling, weren't they? Yeah, and it was a, also a good marketing yeah. thing. Here in Germany... Uh, you have seen every week the uh, whole three hours of WCW Monday Nitro. And not only a best-off from the last WWF Raw episode with 45 minutes, and where 20 minutes was only talk. Yeah, segments. you're getting all, the, all of the show, so you know everything that's happening going into the next show, don't you? Yeah, the best thing was they toured 2000 through Germany and you have a sold out arena in Oberhausen and yeah you sure the legendary millennium final tour from 2000 at the I believe February the 12th 2000 in Germany was for many people the starting point for the new wrestling generation of Germany what do you remember from that show uh, the first time, first time that I saw live yep. wrestling, the first time that I um, was in a sold-out yep. arena, a good atmosphere. It was also um, um, on live yeah. TV, and the whole city at this time, all people in the city was wearing uh, WCW uh, merchandise. Really cool. And so many people who are now big stars in the Euro wrestling scene was at this show and becoming uh, and said, "Okay, I become a pro wrestler or uh, or uh, doing now um, or produce some." So indie it's shows. kind of like the Sex Pistols gig in the seventies that all these bands in the UK attended and then became artists. The wrestlers 
went to this WCW tour and are now have grown the culture in Germany. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and the most people was only 15 or 16 years old who was there and are now big wrestling what stars. Match, is there a match that you remember from the show? Um, yeah, it was uh, many matches I remember. The first match was Stevie Ray was wow. Booker T. And we had um, a comedy storyline with Alex Wright when he was Berlin versus a German comedian calling Tom Gerhardt with a Auspuff match. I... Auspuff is the um, thing on a car where the smoke is coming oh, out. Jesus. <laughs> what, what, what happened in this yeah. match? Because this sounds very confusing. Um, Tom Gerhardt was um, all the time he uh, after the matches he comes with a microphone and um, was giving the winner of the matches um, money in the hand and to protect him as a body as a uh, bodyguard right. in his match like uh, Big Vito and right. the Wall and when he comes to the um, to the ring when he had his match versus Berlin aka Alex Wright, um, the wall and Vito had the same dress really? like him. Yeah, it was <laughs> really funny. Yeah, and we got uh, Scott Hall versus Shichinli, and Scott Hall was so fucking oh, drunk. Shit. It could have been a, an amazing match, but not because of the stint. It was an amazing match. Uh, for this scenario, because Fit Finley is, in my eyes, one of the best professional wrestlers of yeah, all time. Yeah, I, I agree. Do you remember the main event? Who? Yeah, and the main event. Yeah, I want to say it now. It was Sid Vicious versus Jeff Jarrett. That's different. Was it good? For this right. time, yes. I think Jeff Jarrett is very underrated. I quite like Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah, I I couldn't understand why so many people don't take him so serious as the world champion because he was uh, in the WCW uh, a yeah, great I gimmick. Think, I think he's very underrated. I think one he's one of he's one of the best in my eyes. Yeah. This, he's a great person in the ring and in the microphone maybe his private things are not so good and um his business ideas don't run so uh, like he wanted, but um, I think he's one of the most underrated professional wrestlers of 100%. all time. And I, I like the stroke. One of my favorite move. moves of all time, the stroke. I love it. Yeah. So we are watching WCW today, and we're watching WCW from Nitro in fourth in September 1995. Brian Pillman versus Justin Funderliger. And this was the first ever episode of Nitro. And it was actually in a shopping mall. Yeah, in the Mall of America in Minneapolis. Could you imagine today doing a wrestling show in a shopping mall? (laughs) It would be be crazy. I think Joey Joey Janela maybe might do it. (laughs) If anybody. But... But are still these big shopping malls uh, in the yep. US? They are all yeah. gone, I thought. There's, there's very few, not many anymore. So the crazy thing is this show 
in many people's eyes is the start of what became the Monday Night Wars with them running side by side with Raw. But obviously this was live and Raw was taped. So that yeah. was... And later WCW uh, will use this scenario that they are live and uh, Raw is but taped. But it wouldn't work in their favour. <laughs> Everybody changed no. the channel. <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah. also interesting to say that the first ever match in Monday Nitro history was actually a cruiserweight match, which is pretty cool. Rather than being saying it's Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man, it's not. It is the first match you'll see in Nitro is a cruiserweight match, which is really good opener. Yeah, and um, we have Yushin Thunder Liger. I don't say everything about him because um, every word... Um, he don't need it because he's uh, maybe one of the best professional wrestlers of yep. all time. 100%. And uh, the same on Brian Pillman. He is, uh, he's died too too young and too early. And uh, yeah, I, I think so. It was uh, two of the biggest names in wrestling. And, to, and at this time, I think they were, it was when they were at their best in their prime. Yeah. And it was, uh, you You can see every week a pay-per-view, yeah. a TV show like a pay-per-view. Uh, no one uh, can imagine who, uh, who are uh, born as a millennial that um, the weeklies was before WCW Monday Night Raw, it was drama matches. Yeah. And then it became pay-per-view quality matches every week. Yeah. And if you want to watch along with us, it is on Monday Nitro, 4th September 1995. And what time, Marcel? One minute and 57 seconds. Brilliant. So you know what to do. Listen out for the ring bell and then press play. Ding that, ding. Not that ring bell. That's not that ring bell. The actual ring bell. Ding dong. <laughs> so we'll see. Dong, ding. We'll see you on the other side of the real ring bell. Not this bell end here. <laughs> ding, dong, dong, dong. Dong, dong, ding, dong. This music for Jushin Thunder Liger is is very typical. Like any Japanese wrestler, you just get this basic Japanese sound in wrestling music. And he just, yeah. here you go. This is easy. This sounds Japanese. 
But look at him. What he looks like a fucking like something out of a out of a cartoon, doesn't he? Yeah. Pop Ranger. yeah. Like a pop yeah. ranger. And you see in the reaction from the from the audience, they knew okay, we have here an international superstar. Yeah. This is special kind of feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Like how can as a child you not love Christian van der Leiger's character? Like look at him. Yeah, not uh, on like this a time. Superhero. Yeah. I look at the, the this to me, Brian Perman at this point, he was the perfect pro wrestler in my eyes. Like his look, everything. Yeah. He has good charisma. It's crazy now to think his son is now wrestling in AEW Dark and this is now his father. This is insane. Yeah, and his son looks more badass oh, than his yeah. father. <laughs> Yeah, but I like oh, his good. Son. I like the. Oh, look at the. I'm not a fan of second generation wrestlers because uh, maybe the most time second generation is so much worse than the first generation and only going into business to earn money with the famous name. But um, Ryan Tillman Jr. is so talented. Oh, yeah. He's his own pro wrestler. I lo- yeah. the, this match just started. Can you imagine turning on your TV? Oh, what's this new wrestling product? What? This has been one minute, and they've already done these like bicycle kicks, like flips. Yeah, it's not like a uh, like a ordinary weekly no, show. No. And and at this time, it was only an hour long, so it was like fast, 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 wasn't it? Mm. it it's crazy to think that. Like a sleeper hold in it after those crazy quick fast moves, and then a sleeper hold. You're like, what? Yeah, but it makes yeah. sense. Slow the action down a little bit. Oh wow, hurricane runner. Yeah, and the yeah. audience love it. This is probably the first time they're seeing these kind of moves. Yeah, and um. Maybe the most people in the audience thought, okay, we see an, a normal, uh, ordinary weekly show without uh, without special attractions, and then this is yeah, your opener. like blow your mind instantly. And we have Nick Patrick as a referee. I think he's refereed every WCW match we've watched. And not the uh, Ric Flair and... Um, I am um, 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 no, uh, not Sting. Who was the other guy? Um, I can't remember. Uh, We've watched so many. <laughs> Ricky the Dragon yeah, Steamboat. Yeah. How did we forget that? <laughs> we, 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 yeah, maybe one of the best matches. It was too good, good to remember. Yeah, we'll go so. with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. The surfboard. This is. I love this move from him. Yeah, it's oh, so my eyes. Yes, it takes so much good strength from your legs and arms. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm not a fan of this flippy floppy wrestling guy, but I like this oh, moves, yeah. you know. And then he puts it into another submission as he comes down from the surfboard with the rear no- rear hold from the chin lock. Yeah. Like this is just to me. This to me is how to open a show. Perfect opener for a show. 
and to get yeah. a new audience. Perfect open, yeah, a perfect opener for a new era oh, of yeah. wrestling. Oh wow! I love oh, oh I love that move from Liger. Like the like the ro- the rolling kick off the apron, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sting has yeah. doing it also. I love also. Liger is one of my favorites of all time, and he's just is that a shop in the background? He earned oh, everything. Yeah, in my eyes. Definitely. Are they singing USA? <laughs> the crowd. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, this was 1990s America. <laughs> They only love Americans. Bill Clinton. Yeah, only Americans they love. Everyone else, no. Oh, wow. Crossbody. <laughs> he was so charismatic, wasn't he, Brian Pillman? He was like a Mercury or like a, like a yeah, firework. Yeah. Just like he, he had so much inside of that body that he just needed to explode. Yeah, and uh, he has this special connection with yeah. the audience. This is a very different Pillman than you'd see in WWF years later, and I prefer this Pillman. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Oh, superplex. This is insane looking around and seeing all the stores in the background. <laughs> yeah, and one week later, they are. Up at- they are uh, on an arena. Yeah. And then they went know? to Disney, didn't they? For a short time, yeah. yeah. And to yep. spring break. Oh, wow. What the fuck? That looked so much impact, didn't it? Yeah. This was when Nick Patrick wasn't the uh, dodgy official who was working with the NWO. <laughs> That scenario was the reason why WCW became every time worse. Oh, yeah. worse it was up. stupid. Oh, like a bomb, I think. Also, that Eric Bischoff is a, is a part of yeah. the NWO. I can't believe <sighs> this here that someone, you know, Pillman, kicked out of the Liger bomb. When yeah. Liger bomb is known worldwide, and if you kick out of that, I think that, that, that that's just a good sign for your future that they think a lot of you. Yeah, oh, nice top rope hurricane runner. Oh, he fucking kicks out again. Is that Mongo Michaels on commentary yeah. for this fucking match? I think. Oh, yeah, my gosh, him and he, he's better commentary than um, than oh, yeah. the pro wrestler. Could you imagine him and Larry Zabisco commentating together? <laughs> and oh, Mark Madden. I, I I think I'd fall asleep. <laughs> nice <laughs> tornado DDT. Tornado DDT. Beautiful. Oh, kick out again though. These 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 guys are like hitting everything, and and also for this time such like extraordinary moves for the for the mid nineties. Yeah. And, and and a roll up is what what pit, what wins the match. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't like the roll up, but uh, on this scenario, yeah, it was yeah. okay. And I just that was that to me. If I put this match on, 
on TV and I'd only ever seen WWF, I'd be like, where has this been all my life? Yeah. Why do I watch that fucking garbage man and fucking repo man when I can see two guys wrestling with real names like Brian Pillman, not the fucking repo man? Like, where has this been? <laughs> yeah, no Duck Rosa and no yeah, the like, Goo. And... Like, and, and, and you're seeing moves that as a, like, young boy to like teenage boy or, or girl would be like that would, it would drag you into the product so much yeah and it um, it killed the um, the childhood pro, pro resting product yeah, you know it, it dragged it, it made it more um, what's the word more yeah, adult and more pop more into pop culture It made yeah. everybody think, hold on, this isn't just cartoon characters. This is like real guys and fighting each other. And they actually mean something, these matches. Yeah, and that's I, true. I think this match as well for how it was only a short match, but they got a lot of big moves in. Yeah, what you can see the next years on the WCW Monday yeah, Night like, Raw. You fucking, you got a top rope Hurricane Rana. A crossbody to outside, the drop kick, like, like into a crossbody, yeah, like, yeah. Like that is that is like a, in that one match is more than you would see on a WWF show in the whole like hour. Like that yeah, to me, that is what a way to start your Monday night show running against the opposition. That to me is amazing start, but. What would you score out of five? Uh, 4.5. I went four. So that gives us 8.5 from 10. Which, for a short match... That's yeah, a good score. For, for a match of only maybe seven minutes, that is a really good score. And it shows you how much work they put in in that small amount of time. Very good match, in my opinion. So, on to my question for the genius Marcel based on WCW. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Who was the fourth person to join the NWO? Who's the fourth man? The third man was Hulk yeah. Hogan, yes. The fourth man. The giant, uh, Ted, Ted DiBiase. Okay. Yeah, okay. he was the fourth guy. Didn't wrestle, but the fourth guy. So, on to next week. Very different topic. It is 1980s wrestling. So we okay. have to pick a match each from the 1980s. Yeah, That's interesting. which will be a very different style to what we've seen on this week. It will be very yeah. different wrestling. So it'll be interesting to see who which we pick. Because I am thinking now, I do not have any ideas. <laughs> I am also with all ideas. <laughs> I have one idea, but I need to find what show it's on. It's a show I, w I watched when I was a child a lot, but I can't remember what show it was. Yeah. I had it on VHS, so I'm going to have to like think really hard and find what, what show this was on. 
or if it even exists, I could just be remembering something wrong as a child. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to our two songs for the week. What's your first song? My first song is... The Scorpions with Steam Rock Fever. You can never go wrong with the Scorpions. In Germany, they will hate you when you're saying this, but um, in other countries, they have more fans than in Germany. The Scorpions, they play a lot of, like, headlining on like festivals and big arenas in the UK. Yeah, in Germany everyone hates them. Fuck. But then they like David Hasselhoff. And I am Yeah, and I'm maybe one of the I, I'm the only person who uh, is a Scorpions fan so in Germany. You, if Scorpions play a concert in Germany, there's only you there. <laughs> one fan. Yeah, and some, uh, and some people who going only to the concert who listening to Wind of Change and still loving you, and then and then they they don't know any other song. Yeah, I hate those Dicks. people. <laughs> so my song one is from a playlist I've been listening to a lot this week on Spotify of uh, like punk music, and this is kind of like hmm, ska music meets punk, and it's called Bad Guy by a band called The Interrupter. So it's kind of like ska music with a bit of punk. Is it a cover version from the Billie Eilish song? No, it's a new song. New, It's off that album. Yeah. Okay. I don't know this Billie. Who's Billie? Who? Billie Idol. Eilish. She's uh, she's, uh, doing really bad music. I've never heard of this. My music knowledge out of rock music, I know nothing. (laughs) So, yeah, no idea. As long as she's not your song number so, two, then we're fine. No, no, no. I stay on this side. Um, it's a little bit like the Scorpions are using UFO with Dr. Wow. Doctor. Good song. And good band. UFO, very good. My dad is a big fan of UFO. And when you listen it, then please uh, also listening to Rock Bottom from the band. Great, 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 great. UFO and Scorpions. Good, two good choices in my eyes. My number two is another kind of like punk band, but like hardcore punk band from America is called Get Out of My Head by Four Years Strong. Very different bands from Scorpion and UFO. But that's why rock music is good because there's lots of different kind of rock music you can listen to. Yeah. Yeah. So next week we have 1980s wrestling. Yeah, we were doing a mullet and a yep. moustache and sitting with a training suit on our couch and drinking uh, Coca Cola. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to find a picture so we can make this happen. I will make this happen. Uh, <laughs> so this week, thank you very much to our introduction from wrestler Chuck Mambo. Yeah, and thank you, Chuck. Also, at the moment, we are two listeners away from 400 people listening to our podcast. Yeah, so wow. f- almost at 400. Thank you very much. 
and so, there's also now I forgot to say earlier uh, nine. I have won nine votes, and Marcel's won six. So thank you for my for for letting me win this week. <laughs> <laughs> Made me very happy. So follow us on Twitter at stdmpod. Listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we'll be back next week with 1980s wrestling when we were an era we were both born in and an era of some very different wrestling to what we've watched previously so goodbye from me Daz and oh und auf Wiedersehen von Marcel we'll see you next week bye bye